In the dark, 100 candles, 100 stories. Welcome to the 100 Ghost Story Adventure Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I bid you welcome from the Halstead Studios here in Lakewood, Ohio. Tonight, for your Halloween event, we are presenting Haunted Houses. Tonight's going to be a little bit interesting. We are doing this live. I and my friend Steve are here. We've been doing this podcast for about two years now. Yeah. Uh, this is our second live event. Last year was our uh, Ghosts of Lake Erie special episode, uh, where we were doing the stories from the uh, campus of Lake Erie College in Painesville, Ohio, talking about the spirits that that haunt there. Um, tonight, because we are um, at home with our COVID, we're going to kind of bring things home and talk about the hauntings that can happen in your own home. But to get mm -hmm. us started, a little bit little words of wisdom from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. All homes wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through the open doors, the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sound upon the floor. We meet them in the doorway or the stair. Along the passages, they come and go. Impalpable impressions on the air. A sense of something moving to and fro. There are more guests at the table than the host invited. The illuminated hall is thronged with quiet, inoffensive ghosts. As silent the pictures, as silent as the pictures on the wall. The stranger at my fireside cannot see the forms I see, nor hear the sounds I hear, but he perceives what is. While unto me all that has been visible and clear. We have no title deeds to house or lands, owners and occupants of earlier dates from graves forgotten stretch their dusty hands and hold the mortarmen in their old estates. The spirit world around this world of sense floats like an atmosphere and everywhere wafts through these earthly mists and vapor dense a vital breath of ethereal air. Our little lives are kept in eminence by opposite attraction and desires. Their struggles and the instincts that enjoy, the more noble instinct that aspires. These perturbations, these perpetual jar of earthly wants and aspirations high come from the influence of the unseen star and undiscovered planets in our sky. And as the moon from some dark gate of cloud throws o'er a sea of floating bridge of light, 
across those trembling planks our fancies crowd into the realm of mystery and night. So from the world of spirits there descends a bridge of light, connecting it with this or whose unsteady floor that sways and bends wander our thoughts above the dark abyss. awesome spooky. yes definitely spooky. all right so what we're going to do now is uh we have a kind of we have our own investigative technique when we go in to do um things like this um in the days of old in japan there was always sort of a uh, ghost spirit game that the samurai would play the noble classes would play the idea was to show your bravery. You were, would be required to go into a room with a hundred lanterns in uh, in there, and as you would tell a story, you would extinguish the light. And as the lights got darker and darker and darker, you would call forth spirit um, to participate in the evening. And the idea was if you could last through that final candle and should there become they, a spirit joining your party, um, that would show that you were brave. So um, we've done this as an investigative technique for a while. Um, <clears throat> we've gotten some pretty weird things. Yes, well, certainly. Um, tell us, tell me about that, that, event, that time when we were at the theater um, remember there was a name that came through? Oh, so yeah. Um, my, my wife was actually telling a story about when she worked at, uh, uh, uh EMH, uh, the, the hospital in Elyria and she, she was down in lab and they were working or whatever. And she was telling the story, uh, at the theater. Uh, but, uh, she was working at her computer and, you know, across the computer screen, she saw somebody pass behind her. Now she looked, and the direction they they traveled would have gone right into a wall. So, yeah, there was like nobody there, and you know she's looking around, and one of her coworkers said, "You saw her, didn't you?" You know, apparently an apparition, an apparition that had appeared several times to many people there, and she's like, "I saw something." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, you know, she she passes through about this time every night." And, you know, she, she continues to tell, tell her story, and she extinguishes her candle, and across the spirit box comes across a name. I think it said George or something. And the interesting part was that uh, she never mentioned her co-worker's name, but the name that came across was the name of her co-worker. It was fantastic. That was yeah. That was that was that was an amazing was, night. Yeah, that it was, was great. I think I think we gotten a couple things even when we were just setting up before we did right. This, so um, yeah, that was that was interesting too. Uh, I had uh, I hadn't I, I used to work at the theater uh, before that. I was building sets, designing sets, and I spent a lot of late nights up there uh, working and stuff by myself. Um, but I had stopped. I had, you know, got a little burnout on it, and I stopped doing it. And uh, we had gotten permission to go up and, and do this uh, uh, hundred ghost story uh, thing up there. And we were setting up, and 
you know, Matt was showing me how the spirit box worked and we got it hooked up to the speaker up there and we kind of hooked up and it, it, it said something that, uh, uh, basically, uh, it called me by name. You know, I don't remember that there were three or four words that came through all right, at the same exactly. time. And, but, but the, the, the two I remember were the two at the end was Steve return. And, uh, it, it sent chills down my spine. It was <laughs> amazing. Was... Yeah, that was that was some of the most. And I wish we had we were like rolling on it or something. Oh, I know. That would have that would have been amazing. That would have been just completely amazing. So, um, yeah. So we're we're doing this in basically in my attic. So I'm hoping that you know we don't have any issues. But you know, um, in, in truth, when uh, when I when uh, my wife and I first got this place, because we live here with our, my great aunt. Um, I was uh, working in the hallway um, that leads up to the upper stairs. We'd actually, it had that God forsaken stucco-y looking, you know, <laughs> right. it looks like it's right. like things running down the walls. Anywho, <clears throat> so what we did is we plastered over it because we didn't want to sand it, but we knew we'd still have to sand the plaster, but that's not as bad because you don't have to deal with years right. of paint. Right. So... As I was doing that, um, for some reason, um, I was in the house alone, um, working on, on doing this and, uh, in the plaster dust that, that fell onto the stairs, yeah. this little footprint appeared. It looked like a little shoe print. Oh, wow. And I'm like. Oh my god i took a picture of it i took a picture of my shoes i took a picture of of me trying to step into the plaster to go okay and i'm thinking like well what if the key the cord because there's an electric sander if that kind of made would it make us make something like that right. and i tried my darndest to make that coward work <laughs> and i i swear it looked like a little footprint yeah that was it was just you know the uh the little ones, I swear, are usually the most active. Um, you know, talking about little footprints reminded me uh, in my old apartment in Wellington, Ohio. Oh, there were so many stories. You know, my my ex-wife and I, we, we encountered something weekly up there. It was awesome. But uh, the one time she had made brownies the night before. She had made brownies for a party or something. I forget what it was. And of course, I wasn't allowed to eat any, you know, because it was for. Of course, you know, you just, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not right, allowed, right? And you want your fingers, so right, yeah, exactly. Um, but we got up the next morning, and the corner piece was missing. So of course, she assumed it was me. Uh, but I had slept all night. You know, we had a little three room apartment. You know, where, where was I going to sneak off to, to eat a brownie? And uh, well, she's like, well, somebody, it, it's gone. Somebody must have eaten the thing. And uh, we got to look at around the apartment and on a stack of boxes in the corner of our living room that we hadn't unpacked yet, uh, there was the corner piece with a bite mark taken out of it that was way too small for either of us. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that's, awesome. That's, <laughs> that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so part of what we're going to do tonight is we did have some people who have followed our show um, and our friends have gone ahead and submitted some um, special stories that they wanted to share with us. So um, I wanted to take a minute and uh, read this one from Megan Brennan. 
um, she basically she talks about uh, about a um, an incident that happened with at her house. So she writes, "My grandmother always said she could hear my grandfather's leather chair make noises as if somebody was sitting in the chair." After my grandmother died, my family and I were fixing up the house to sell. It was in one of the bedrooms upstairs, and the light was flickering on and off. I said, hey, granddad, what's up? And after that, the lights stopped flickering and just stayed on. That's great. That's You know, the stories like that happen a yes. lot to people. I, I've Again, that apartment, I've got a story very similar, but okay. you know, I, I don't want to, you know, that was awesome. Um Again, my, my, my ex-wife left for work. She worked second shift. I worked first. Um, so I came home. She was already gone. She left a message on the answering machine back when, you know, everybody had landlines before anybody had cell phones. You know, there was the answering exactly. machine. Exactly. Um, she left me a message on the answering machine not to turn on the kitchen light that had been acting up all day and uh, told me to call the landlord and see if they could come up and take a look at it, see if they could get it fixed. But me being the handyman I am, the first thing mm -hmm. I did was turn it on. Of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, it can't be that bad that I couldn't fix it. So I turned it on, and it was on, and it was on, and it was on. And it stayed on. Uh, I left it on just to see if I could get it to duplicate. Um, and it nothing ever happened. Um, my, uh, my wife came home, and... She pulled in the driveway. She came up the stairs to the apartment and, you know, she started getting after me, you know, cause the light was on. She, she saw from the road that the kitchen light was on. And, uh, she's like, you know, I, you know, did you get somebody to fix that? Why do you have that on? It's been acting up all day. And she came into the living room and she turned the corner into the kitchen. As soon as she started, as soon as she stepped foot in the kitchen, that light started flickering again. Oh. It, had been on, it had been on solid for hours. hours. <laughs> and then as soon as she walked into the kitchen, it started flickering. You know, sometimes people, that there's something about them, it'll trigger. Yep. It'll trigger that type of stuff. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. So here's another story um, from <clears throat> one of our friends, uh, Brett Vanna. Uh, this is something that he had, he had written in to me about. Um, when I was about 13 or so, I lived in an apartment building on the top floor, which had a very long hallway. Now, this building had mostly senior citizens in it. However, there was myself and one other child in the building, around 10 or 12 years of, 10 or 12 years of age. Just about two kids in total in the building, myself and the other kid. So naturally, I hang out with this kid often. One day, we were sitting in the kitchen, and there was this uh, entrance to the apartment, uh, which was where the entrance to the apartment was. I was seated right next to the door. Uh, suddenly, we heard the sounds of several other kids playing loudly in the hallway, running and jumping and laughing the whole works. Confused, I opened the door to see what was going on, and it was absolutely empty. We were both so shook up, we just stood there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's you know a lot of times it's 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 the um, the inc the instances of kids that we hear right. so much like well it, it 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 it's the abundance of energy you know I I I think that 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 lingers more than anything and kids are so so full of of 
wonderful positive energy mm -hmm. that it, it tends not to dissipate as quickly i yes. don't think <laughs> i think so i agree i agree so um you said you had another story that you wanted to tell about uh about your um when you were in florida oh you were yeah. just telling me before so um uh my wife my current wife and i uh we were doing our wedding planning and we had gone to florida we had driven down there straight through 18 hours uh down Oof. to tampa and uh we did wedding planning we did it for like three days and uh neither one of us had slept well all week and uh her mom had rented a movie and we watched a movie one night um a couple nights before we were supposed to leave and uh it was great we had a great time pizza whole schmear but the the place is notoriously haunted anyway my my wife had had several experiences down there my mother-in-law is is replete with stories about things that had happened there um but i had personally never experienced anything uh, in the house but uh we watched the movie we all went to bed and again it was another sleepless night we couldn't get any rest uh and about one o'clock in the morning one one thirty in the morning we hear this you know from uh from the other room this music was playing from the living room woke us up not that we were sleeping that well anyway and we went in to find out and the tv and the dvd player and the, the sound bar and everything had kicked on and the uh uh the movie had the, the movie had started up to the uh the main menu that's where the the music was coming from mm -hmm. was that repeat from the main menu we turn everything off we go back to bed by now it's like 2 2 30. so we didn't sleep well we had one more night's sleep before we had to drive all the way home. And my wife, before we went to bed, she, she asked, you know, whatever was there. It's like, please let us sleep. We haven't slept well all week. You know, we need to get some rest so we can make it home safely. You know, we'd really, really like to sleep. You know, thank you so much for your help, whatever. And uh, so that night, we slept. We actually slept well. We slept all night. Our alarm clock went off bright and early at 7 o'clock in the morning. And at, you know, promptly at 7.04, I remember this exactly, at 7.04, you know, and we went through and we went back to the living room. The same thing, everything had kicked on. So we turned it all off and then we turned it back on just to see and uh, we timed it and by the time we turned everything on it was exactly four minutes until that the the dvd had hit that main menu so whatever it was in the house had waited had had had, had took our instructions and waited until our alarm went off to start the tv again oh my that's <laughs> that's crazy yeah, that's awesome. crazy it's great Oh my. Okay, so I have one more story that I want that I wanted to share that was submitted for us. Um, this actually comes from one of our other podcast folks, um, Amanda. Um, she tells us this story. This is actually kind of this is really creepy. Um, at the time, the, uh, she lived in a three three floor apartment building where uh, where there were two apartments on either side of the hall, four per four per floor. 
there was an old man who lived below them um, and across the hall. He had and was sort of, uh, in a weird, creepy way, uh, had been lecherously leering sort of way about a year and a half um, of them living there. So there's, he was obviously stalking her kind of deal. Anywho, about a year and a half of them living there, he died in his apartment. We wow. didn't, he didn't have any family, so no one knew that he was dead for about two weeks when oh. the bottom floor neighbor noticed he, they, she hadn't seen him walking the dog. The police were called. They found that he had fallen between um, his bedroom and the bathroom. Don't know where exactly how long he'd been there before he died. Um, the dog, but the dog had not eaten him, and the cops had a hard time getting past the poor dog who was trying to protect his master. And this wow. was like a tiny dog. Wow. Um, the smell was horrible and filled the hallway for weeks. It never quite left the carpet of the middle floor near the laundry, near the laundry room. Shortly after this it is uh, after this is when it started. Um, I was super creeped out when going to the laundry room, a laundry room alone, just like I had been when he was alive. You could feel somebody watching you. It was so strong, I'd actually opted to just go to the laundromat once a month um, outside of my building. Wow. One day, I was walking down the stairs, and I happened to look over the door and thought, I'm glad he's dead. I turned to go to the last, to the last flight of stairs, like 10 um, steps and felt someone grab my ankle. Oh wow! I fell down the stairs and caught myself on the on the on the railing. I wasn't seriously hurt, but I twisted my wrist and back a little. When showering, you could feel eyes on you and sometimes smell cigarette smoke. That started after the fall. One night, one night not terribly long before we moved out, she was laying in bed when her cat kept trying to smack at something in the corner of the room. Turned the light on, nothing was there, no bugs, nothing. I went back to bed, and that's when these green lights started dancing up the wall. Wow. They moved a, a month later. Oh, yeah. I'd have moved that night. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a bad one. That's a wow. bad one. I mean, the worst I ever had was um, when I was growing up, there was this one instance in my old house Um that I was like going to the refrigerator um, middle of the night. I wanted to get a, like, a drink of milk or something. And I had just opened, opened, the uh, opened the milk and I went ahead and took a swig out of the jug. Cause you know, you're not supposed to do it, but you do it anyway. <laughs> and for some, and out of the corner of my eye, I caught this like bright white light and it scared me so bad i dropped the milk oh wow i i screamed woke my whole house up my dad comes running my mom's calling down the stairs what the is happening <laughs> and it was just i that was i think was like the first experience i ever had wow. was this we and just after that just never felt quite alone in the house right. wow it's it's insane it's huh. insane but you know, I mean, I've, you know, people live in the live in these houses, and you know, there is all kinds of stuff that probably came before us, so we just don't know about it, right? So, I mean, I I I think that you know, there can be energy that that kind of holds Absolutely. into a house, you know, um, 
a lot of a lot of folks in the paranormal world will call it the stone tape theory the idea that stone and wood will sure. absorb the energy that's around Absolutely. it and i think that's that's natural with houses i mean this house that we're in right now is over 100 years old oh yeah and you know things are things are bound to happen yeah. so it's 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 amazing that you know um a lot of things we probably dismiss as, you know, the house settling and things like that. Right. But you just never know what's... Right. Um, you know, I used to work at the uh, Medina Antique Mall uh, back in the late late 90s, maybe early 2000s. And, uh, you know, that was, that was one place that I hated being in alone, uh, especially in the dark, you know, at night. Um, and there was just a couple times I, I had the opportunity to do that. But, you know, it's it's antiques. I mean, there's people's old belongings, people's, you know, that used to, you know, have a lot of emotions tied to some of these items. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, stuff people get from estate sales and everything and try right. to resell it. Um, but, like, uh, the one guy had a jewelry case, you know, filled with wedding rings and filled mm -hmm. with diamonds and, you know, all mm -hmm. this, all the precious metals and the precious stones. Right. And, you know, there were times where I could hardly walk by that particular case mm -hmm. just because of just the energy you yes, know just passing exactly. it um when some of our dealers would get you know fresh stock in you know mm -hmm. you you could tell that it it came, all came from the same like estate sale right because it, it all had the same it all had the same, same energy. energy exactly yeah it yeah. was amazing it was so weird um Indeed. yeah uh and when the place was quiet and when it was empty it was it was a lot easier to, to, to sense that right you know it was when, yeah it was everyone's great. in there yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> it's insane so all right well that's going to kind of wrap up for tonight we want to thank you all for joining us yeah. here for our live stream um this episode of the hundred ghost story adventure mm -hmm. podcast uh, brought to you by sweet bunny radio plays will be available on podbean and itunes um, as well as Google Podcasts. Um, this evening, your uh, host has been Matt Zucker. Your special guest has been Steve Benefit. Uh, we appreciate you all for coming and enjoying our show. Um, we hope that you continue to support our podcast. Um, you can always catch us um, on those uh, areas that I talked about. Um, our next big um, show coming up with the Sweet Bunny Radio Plays will be a special holiday um, edition of The Day I Was Santa Claus, um, written by Chris Otasik. Um, this will be, fe be a, a featured uh, podcast with the Sweet Bunny Radio Plays. We will be doing a special episode of The 100 Ghost Story Adventure coming up over the spring, which will be Two Tales by Poe. So we're looking forward to seeing you guys again and have a wonderful Halloween night. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>